Welcome to episode 204 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today, Adrian and I talk about tech features, upgrades, and what value features around your home have. What's up, buddy? Uh, it's been a long day. It's been a long day? It's, well, yeah. Um, the fall market and weather. is upon us. The change of the seasons. Which happened quickly. It was like overnight. Did you go to the fall fair? I did not. No. I chatted with Sylvia in last week's podcast about the fair. Yeah, I had intentions of it, but um, it didn't happen. Right. I go most years, most have, of the time. I haven't been for a long time, maybe a yeah. decade. Well, I don't think it... Well, even, they haven't done it for a few years. Right. So... All right, so today's podcast, for those listening, welcome. KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Mm -hmm. Today we are talking features, which apparently is appropriate because you had, a, what was your meeting about today? Um, not exactly related, oh. somewhat related. Uh, I broke down all of the features that the team offers potential buyers and sellers. Oh, okay. So today what we did with the realtors is we talked about all of the features that buyers are offered as a part of our services because right. we do provide quite a few features that other realtors don't and even the features that other realtors do provide. I think it's important to know the benefit to the to those buyers, to those consumers. Um, so that's what we were doing. We were taking down our benefits and talking about the features and, and the benefits to the, to those people. So unrelated from, in terms of the types of features, but re related because it's important to convey the features to prospective buyers yes. to build value in the product. In your case, the team, hiring yes. the team. Yes. In this case, buying the house. Right. So what we're going to do is we've both written down. I, I was given, just I for those of you listening and watching, I was given no time to prepare for this at all. So Adrian is throwing me off guard. I'm like, all right, what are we talking about today's podcast? Because we didn't have. This was an impromptu podcast. An impromptu podcast. So um, he suggested, well, features that you'll find in homes. And and I'm actually saying this now to clarify what the fuck oh, we're talking about. More than, okay, so that's, I was trying to interpret <laughs> that tone. Features that we find in homes, yes, and what the associated value is to somebody, monetary value, correct. So how much would that feature improve but specifically the value? for you? What is your interpretation right. of value? If you were to buy this particular home and it had that feature, right. How much value would you perceive as it? Okay. Holding. And I, I, are we going to talk about the benefits of those specific features as well, or just the value? Um, I like don't how, see where the conversation goes. How want to get into this? I'm more concerned. So my point of this, I'll elaborate on afterwards, but it's just the fact to, it's just about education, education on value right? and how it's very subjective. And so, there's so many factors that influence it. Did you keep side... Side note, the new iOS. So I finally downloaded it. Yeah. Did you keep your notifications at the bottom of the screen? Yeah, I hate it. 
Can you move it up back up to the top? Yes, I don't know how. You know why they did that though? It's just so because when you hold it. Oh, because your thumbs there. So instead of having to move your hand and slide up to. Yeah, but you can't hardly see anything. What do you mean? I don't have any notifications. I cleared them already. You but know what I hate? I like before you ever, how you could see it all at a glance. You ever lay in bed and plug in your phone to charge and lay in bed and put your phone like on your chest or something? Well, I used to, but. And then, and then the cord is like digging into you. Does well, that those ever cords happen? are terrible. I no longer because I have a little stand that uses the mag charger. Right. So if it's dead, I don't get to use it in bed. Right. Which is a bad habit anyway, so it works out well. Yes. And those mag chargers aren't very good. Do you find that the charges are I don't think it well? charges it as fast, but it's yeah. overnight anyway. So in those instances, uh, instances Forces it you doesn't matter. Put your phone away. Okay. So features. Now you said this is for an average detached home. Let's say this is an average detached 2,000 to 2,500 square foot home in a suburban neighborhood let's say in halton region in a newer development area i mean even that ranges dramatically but whatever whatever okay Okay. actually you know what for the sake of this it does need to be specific so let's you know our home base here in milton so let's say 2000 square foot detached double car garage milton Oh, you okay? Now you're getting specific because one of the things I wrote down was a two car versus a one car garage. Yes, it has to be specific. Just and the only relevance that plays in it, it doesn't matter. The only relevance is that how your number and my number compare is important. So if you say Oakville and I'm saying Brampton, right? Then my whole thesis is proven wrong. Hypothesis. All right. And I've lost my freaking page. So how about you start with your first feature? Hot tub. Um, so first of all, let's just clarify because hot tubs are sometimes disgusting and run down pieces of crap. In many cases, I go to houses where there's no water in it because people just don't use it. But we're assuming right. it's a few years old and nice. Sure. Um, Usable. Right. Well, okay, so... You ever gone to one of those like fall shows, home shows, whatever, and they have, they always have the guys selling hot tubs at these shows, right? That's where I bought mine. And I always am drawn to the one with the fancy waterfall and different colors and the built-in stereo and all that. Of course. Um, But we never, it's very seldom in a 2,000 square foot average Milton home that you'll find a hot tub like that. So you're going to automatically assume it's a relatively basic one, but let's say it's clean and usable. Yeah. Maybe it's five years old. Let's say this home in general is about five years old. Uh, I'll give you a small range of value. It would be depending on the hot tub, 3,500 to 5,000 bucks. That's how much it would increase the value of this property. Yes. Assuming it was usable. 3500 to 5. You? Um I very seldomly put a value on a hot tub because it depends on if the buyer actually wants a hey, hot listen, tub. Listen, that's you know you are buying this house. I don't want somebody's used hot tub. So zero. Literally. Yeah, okay. That's what I want to hear. 
All right. So like, in, in fact, maybe a minus can because you write I got to pay somebody to take that crap away. Zero and 4,250 is my average. Having said that, hang on, having said that, if it happened to be a hot tub like the ones I saw at the shows with the waterfall and the nice lights and maybe it's got one of those, you've seen the ones with the motorized TV that comes out. So if I can sit in this hot tub and watch hockey with hockey season now starting. Yeah. Then I would put a value on it. And what would that be? If it had all of those features, five grand. At least. Okay. I would love to have a hot tub like that. Yeah. Okay. If it's within five years old, it's clean. Yeah. So for me, it would be more than that. And it's like the top of the line. So you're zero to five. I'm 35 to eight. Oh, you just bumped your... No, based on changing, you're changing the criteria criteria of the hot tub. tub. Yeah. Okay. That's my thought. All right. But yes, we have sold, we have sold homes with hot tubs. Yeah. Where literally it was probably detracting the value of the house. Yeah. Or they, I've been training all day. So my voice is. Okay. I wrote my number down. All right, I got one for you. Okay. So this weekend, I was going to go to the fall fair, but I ended Are you up giving me the story. I ended up not going to the fall I fair. I thought we were just talking about features and value. Because now I got to listen to this whole story about what he did on the weekend. It's going to be short if you would stop interrupting. So I spent the whole weekend installing smart switches in my house. I had 35 switches. So I spent Saturday and Sunday. Hang on. Whoa. Back up the truck. Yeah. You bought 35 Wi-Fi switches? Well, they're not Wi-Fi. Don't start getting technical now because then I'll have to go into a whole other story. Let's just call them smart switches. What the fuck is a smart switch if it doesn't have Wi-Fi? There's different technology. Oh, man. Okay, but anyways, I ordered 35 of these. Do you need something better to do on the weekends? I'm going to have a very smart house soon. So So that's what this topic is about, smart Houses. So let's say I wrote specifically. I wrote no, no. But hang on, I want to hear about the switches that you installed. Uh, okay. So what are they? There's there's three different technologies that I'm aware of. One is Wi-Fi. Another is called Zigbee. Another is called uh, Z-Wave. So those are their methods of communication. That's what those things are called. So I went with Z-Wave, and the idea is it creates a mesh network. Okay, so they communicate with each other instead of relying on your Wi-Fi. I felt it was a better way to go, and Every, with the exception of one, one light, every light in my house will be controlled this way. So I went through the house, wrote down every light switch I needed. I actually miscalculated, so I had to return some, and I've ordered some more different ones, and I've installed all but five. So I installed 30 on the weekend. So it's just app-based? So now this is where it gets more technical. So this runs off of... Um, you need a separate control for this mesh system. So I ordered a little computer called a Raspberry Pi. It's just like a, a tiny little computer, but it's a self-contained computer. You hook it up to your network, and it runs software. So you do anything. You can play games on it. But it runs software called Home Assistant, so it requires a bit of programming. So you install Home Assistant as things running all the time, and that's what controls it. I'll show you when I get it set up. But the neat thing with it is you can automate everything. uh, Yeah, okay, but hang on. 
So I can't control it from my phone. You can. Oh, but my now my phone is going to be talking to Raspberry. Correct. And Raspberry then talks to the devices. Correct. And the benefit of having this setup is that it's on its own mesh system, so it's not running on your Wi-Fi and bogging down your system. Yeah, and you don't have to pay for any cloud subscriptions. Now, why did you do every switch? Because I want to control the whole house. So I can say, if I'm leaving the house, and I see that I, for some reason, I left the bedroom basement uh, light on, the room that never gets used, but maybe Alicia was in there, putting something away in the closet where we keep stuff. Sure, blame it on your wife. Then I can press a button, turn off the light as I walk out the door. Or I can say, hey, Google, turn off every light in the house and everything will shut off or the opposite. And the other thing is neat is you can tie it to anything. So my alarm system. That'd be nice if you're listing your home for sale. Yeah. Leave all the lights on, showing leaves, shut them all off. Yeah, it's a new service we can provide our clients with. How much is each switch? They're expensive. They're 50 bucks each. What? Yeah. You spent $2,000 changing all your switches to this. Oh, no, that doesn't even cost include the cost of the other components. Right. So 2500 bucks at least. Yeah. But it's going to save me a bit on electricity. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope you have this house till you're 300. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, anyways, but then, so my alarm system, I upgraded recently too. So as you, I think I told you, so now if any alarm system trigger or sensor is triggered, I can create an action, right? So I can say, if someone opens the back door, turn on the kitchen light, or, you know, someone opens the basement sliding bedroom window, turn on the bedroom window or light. So you maybe scare off a intruder intruder or whatever, many things. My friend who's got me into this, he has it set up. So his cameras, he has all these cameras in his house too that can detect things. So if his camera in his daughter's room detects that she's in bed and as he pulls into the driveway, which is his geofence, the front light on the house will flash twice, telling him she's in bed. So he knows to go in the side entrance so the dog doesn't bark. Pretty crazy. Oh, the world we live in, eh? So my question is, um, based not walking into the house anymore and saying, shut up, Mutt. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. What are you doing out of bed? Go back to bed. Yeah, you can't, you gotta tiptoe. So if you're, if the house had, just keeping it somewhat basic, if the house had smart switches and smart power blinds. See, we have the power blinds, but they're not smart. Um, if you have, I mean, just, so, you know, you probably can make anything smart. Maybe. There might be a... Usually like a little adapter I'm not or interested. I take out the remote, push the button. Okay. But imagine if you didn't have to. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Did you upgrade your toilets to smart toilets? No, but you know what I was thinking of doing? Because my toilets are old. As you know, we've been there for... Oh, 11, yeah. They're so old. They're 10 years. years old. Yeah, but they're like the toilet seats are turning yellow because they're fading the plastic right. it doesn't look nice they're, stop pissing all over them they're shitty toilets but yeah and you know what i thought i was like at some point in life it would be nice to have one of those fancy toilets um i can't remember the name there's an o yeah i've seen the ones that well the nice ones that heat up the tush heat, they've got the built-in bidet. bidet the seat opens and closes by itself yeah 
illumination, different yeah. kinds of illumination. It's actually not a bad purchase. Oh no, you, I would. I spend a lot of time on the throne, right? But you I also would enjoy it. You could exclude it from the sale. That would be a very reasonable thing to do, and take it to your new house. And you would have to exclude it because that is a fixture, right? So you just can you, you imagine could, that you could buy oh, no. twenty thousand. Right. You can have the fridge, but I'm taking the toilet. <laughs> You could have this fancy. I think they range from Can like five to fifty thousand dollars. Can you imagine as a realtor putting that in the listing and seeing oh, it as a, a realtor? Toilets not included. You get a good laugh. <laughs> or toilet imagine, negotiable. Imagine you actually remove the toilet because we often say if there are stuff you don't take want it out to before include, you list it. Yeah, yeah. Toilets negotiable, but you could take it and keep it forever. Right. Okay. So, how much value? So, are we just talking like for your house, just the switches? Okay, just say just the switches. Or are we talking like it's already all set up, all the switches, all the lights, all of the receptacles? Like is the whole home from an electricity standpoint? Well, let's say switches and blinds because those are like two things you use a lot. So you'd get if... No, I think you need to separate them because window coverings as a whole are very expensive. Okay, so let's just say switches. And receptacles? Uh, I didn't think of that, but no, no, just switches. See, I would almost prefer, if I did that, I would, I would do both switches and receptacles. Well, receptacles, so I included in this purchase were four plug-in receptacles. So you plug a receptacle, you plug a plug plug into the receptacle. And it's controlled through the same thing. Right. Yeah. So then at, like at Christmas... We can say, hey, it's an adapter. Hey, Google, turn turn, turn the Christmas, Christmas tree on. on. No, right. Christmas, turn Christmas on. Oh, right. And then the front lights go, the two things on the windows upstairs go, the tree goes. Because right. they're all plugged into these things. But I wouldn't get, you can buy the hard the fixture ones. So, right. Yeah. But these ones you move around. You realistically don't need that many. Man, you're on a whole other level. You know, I'm a pretty tech savvy person and have a lot of tech things in my life. But just goes to show you where even two tech-savvy people can be on total different spectrums in right. this in this time in our lives. Because last Christmas, I upgraded our tree. Right. I remember. Or, or the lights, sort of. Yeah. And we got a tree moat. Oh. That's my that's my tech-savvy addition Does to it Christmas. The lights? Nope. It's a on-off button remote. Oh. <laughs> shaped as a tree a wireless called one a, yes okay and it's called a tree moat that's pretty cool it's a uh literally an extension cord so you plug your lights into this extension cord and you've got this remote right so you can turn your lights on and turn them off so you don't have to go under the tree to pull out the oh. plug that's that, good that I was just, my tech savvy I have one addition of those foot ones, as, little ones you stomp yes, on they yes. work too Okay, so let's just say switches, just switches. All the switches are on this mesh system and it's all set up and I can use it. Yeah. Uh, a thousand bucks. Yeah, I would be about the same. Mm-hmm. So I have to write yours down and put a value on it here so we keep yeah. track? Yeah, but you know, um, something that's interesting with that one is because when you can get people, when you can get buyers actually using things in the house and showing how functional things are, I think even somebody that's not techy can get excited about it. So if it's an easy system to use and you have a something there saying, well, hey, say 
uh, or, you know, hey, buyer, try saying, uh, hey, Google, let's watch a movie. Maybe that would be a great little vlogish style video where you could uh, take our audience on a tour of what you did in, in your home. All right. Once I get it all set up. Yeah. Sure. From a tech standpoint. Well, you've done a yeah. lot in your home, I think, would be good for show and tell. Yeah. Because you're so handy. Yeah. I like to fill my, my spare time with that stuff. Yeah. I enjoy it. But so if you get... You so, know, one, one, sorry, one tech upgrade I would love to have, but I'm not going to do it in this house, would be the Wi-Fi garage door openers. Oh, I forgot to mention. That. Oh. <laughs> I also ordered a relay, which you can hook up to anything that's mechanical. But that's why I bought it. So I'm going to hook it up to my garage door opener. A, the relay. So it's an electric relay. Yeah. And you wire it up okay. to, the, to the existing system. So right. you don't have to buy, it's 50 bucks. Instead of buying a new $500 fancy opener, or maybe 300 Right. And uh, it will make it a smart opener. So it'll be able to tell you if the garage door is open and you can close it. And yeah. It's, it's going to be confusing to set up because you have to buy a sensor that, so you got to buy a relay, you got to buy a sensor, oh, sensor you got to figure bucks. out how to sensor hook it all up, and that's, that's if it's compatible, part. and that's if it's working, right? and that's if the mesh system is running. But the neat thing with it is you have full control Sounds over it. Sounds a little confusing If you to buy me. a Chamberlain the garage door. Per- this is way too much for the average is. person. It is, until it's set up and running. And if one running. little thing fucks up, the whole thing fucks up. No, no. But the, the difference is, like, if you buy a Chamberlain garage door opener, you have to use the MyQ app. Yes. Right. And there's also other little things about it that are annoying. My buddy used to have one. And when you close it, it beeps three times and flashes the lights three times instead of just closing the damn door. When you have complete control over it, you can bypass all that weird stuff. If you get all of this working seamlessly, yeah, I will treat you to... Something. Okay, that's pretty last safe. time. Last time I I so, made a bet like this, I lost. What was it? A bottle of Johnny Blue or something? Yeah, but it was okay. It was you didn't think I could close the deal, right? Anyways, yeah, that's a good purchase though. Peace well, of mind to know now, it's will closed. Will it be controlling your hot tub? Um. Ooh, did you well, think about that? How about your sprinklers? They're already Wi-Fi. Oh, are they? So mm-hmm. they're already controlled mm-hmm. that way. My hot tub is Wi-Fi too, so I could, I could tap into it. I'd like to see that. You just want me to turn it down somehow. It's noisy. Change the octaves. I've looked into replacing the one pump. It's it's it, only one pump. Doesn't that's it annoy noise. you? No, I'm used to it. I actually don't even. Well, I don't I, care. I'm moving. I do notice it, but it doesn't bug me. Most things don't bug me. When you live in the suburbs and you're five feet from your neighbor, it's like you have you have to be okay with some stuff, right? Like it's just gonna happen. If you don't like it, then you gotta move to an acre lot in the rural areas. Well, and even then, you might not like it. Right. Then your neighbor's a farmer. It smells like shit. Right. There's always something. Those good old farmer neighbors. All right. What's next on your list? Fireplace. Uh, I didn't specify. Okay. Maybe we should break it down. Okay. Because I have two fireplaces at home. Okay. Both are Napoleon. Sorry, I my mic because there's a fruit fly in my face. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, both are Napoleon. Okay. But both are 
you know, the fake electric fireplace. So they're about as good looking of a electric fireplace as you can get. One of them is a five foot, five or six foot linear, which is really nice in the basement and the um, movie room. Mm-hmm. Built in. Built in. It's flush with the wall. Yeah. Uh, the other one is in our living room and this new fireplace wall with a nice mantle that we did two years ago. Um, so both are electric. Is so that what we're valuing? Let's, let's break it down to two the two different styles. Okay. Now let's just say one fireplace in the living room because that's the most okay. likely. One fireplace in the living room. So a nice electric one, like a Napoleon modern. It's not old, ugly, and outdated. For me, zero. 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 Yeah. No explanation, just... Uh, no, no, I just... I, Zero. It's not worth I, anything. Well, I don't know the reason I don't... I think... I grew up with a wood-burning fireplace. My, we used to use it a lot. Like, every Friday we'd watch a movie and have Ooh, a fire. Maybe we should add that into the mix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I love the, the real flame, whether it's from a wood-burning fireplace or gas. One of those two, preferably. Oh, well, I guess there's no other option. Um, that's why I would say. Okay, so you don't zero. get, you can't get that from the electric one. Yeah, so. I'm kind of nerdy that way. Like when I'm in relax mode yeah, and kids are in bed and it's uh, nice and ambience. quiet. I even, before we had this fireplace, as the TV? silly as it might sound, I found those yeah. YouTube. With the sound? Video, yeah, with the fake crackling and put it on the TV and yeah, I can see this, especially with the sound aspect of it. Actually, I'm surprised these systems don't have that. Maybe this to make it realistic, you need a fancy speaker. I don't know. So zero for electric. Yeah. Gas. Um, I would think, I mean, there's such an array of options, but I would think for an average house that we're talking about 2,500 to 3,000. And wood? Um, 5,000. Even if it's not working. Whoa. Even if it's not working. Really? Because it comes with the uh, guts of it, right? So you've got the chimney. If you don't have it already, it's probably a bitch or not possible to well, install. Well, we were talking about this home being about five years old. So it probably Which won't, you won't find. So it won't have five, one. So yeah. it's, Yeah. It's not uh, relevant, but yeah, gas fireplace or sorry, wood burning for sure. More value. Really? Yeah. Cause gas, you can put into a wood burning fireplace, but you can't put a wood burning fireplace into a gas fireplace. Right. You can get the whole inserts the to make a wood into gas. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen, and there I've was seen actually some really nice ones, by the way. Yeah. Well, I was at a house actually it was behind us here off of mill street. They had a wood burning fireplace and it had like a power uh, glass thing that comes down if you want. And uh, so it was like really cool. Hmm. So it was like a high tech wood burning fireplace. Mm-hmm. And also the um, wood burning stoves are neat. My buddy yes. just bought a, a a net zero home in Edmonton. He's got a really fancy one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm so, looking at upgrading ours at the cottage. Yeah. I think they're great. Making something a little sleeker. Yeah. But that's my number. Gas, 3,500 to five. Or no, 35. What did I say? 3,500. I don't know. And you're supposed to be writing down your numbers. Wood was five, we'll say. You'll right. have to listen back. So what's yours? For me, if it's a nice modern electric one like a Napoleon, mm-hmm. 
where I know it probably was, you know, a couple thousand bucks, depending on how it's installed and all that, that makes yeah. a difference. Um, I'd say a thousand bucks. I think that fruit fly went up my nose or something. I'd say a thousand bucks on the electric if it's done well and it's, yep. everything's working. Okay. Because some of them, sometimes the heat doesn't work. Right. I'm talking about fully functioning. Like on mine, you can change the colors, the size of the flame, the type of flame, yeah. the heat. You can control the temperature. So something like that, I would say a thousand bucks. And that won't cost me probably $2,500 or so. So not cheap. It, it's definitely a losing improvement in terms of value. So if you're thinking of adding one into your home, just so you know. Uh, a gas one, yeah, I usually put it at about five. And that's, again, if it looks nice, right? Yeah. Well, then it also depends too if it's built out. Yes. Like part of the house. So it's flush with the wall or if it's built in. Like there's, and then what the mantle is and how, right. you know, the surround. There's so many factors. Yeah. No, we're talking on average, average yeah. like Madame home, five-year-old home in Milton. Um, and I think most people would pay about that or a little bit more to have it installed by the builder as a new home. So, yeah. so the value for that is not bad. Dollar for dollar, you're about. It's not bad. That right. And then wood, I would put somewhere in the middle, like. Less than 20, gas. But 25 more. to five. So same as a gas fireplace on the high end. And that's if it's really nice, the chimney's in good shape, it's cleaned, it's been uh, wet certified so I can insure it with no problems and peace of mind. Um, I love a good wood fireplace. Yeah. Good, nice wood fire. They're I, hard to I, beat. I, yeah. But you, they're not, as, the it's kids, like cooking with charcoal though, it's not as easy. Yeah, with the kids and with the dog, I would be skeptical from a safety standpoint especially if it's in a living room and especially if that's where you have your Christmas tree. Um, things of that nature would go through Funny my head. Funny you think but, that way though, because at, you know, at some point in history, that's all they used. Right. Maybe their houses were made of stone at the time. I don't well, know. Well, Jennifer. Yeah. I helped her buy a home here in Milton. She'll Does be it have a wood-burning fireplace? In the basement. Nice. And the mantle and the... Surround of it is floor to ceiling exposed original brick, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. So she's gonna paint it and make it like nice. Go down into the basement and have the nice wood fire, make That's it nice. nice and cozy. I would like to have that. Yeah. Okay. Next on my list is um, a heated driveway. Oh, you bastard! I knew you would have an opinion on Okay. This. I'm going to tell everybody this story because I still curse you okay, to this We got to keep this uh, No, fuck. I'm going to tell... Uh, fuck you. I'm going to tell the story. Okay, go. I still curse you to this day. 12 years ago... Me? We bought, yes, you. I don't know how I play a role in this. Because you convinced me not to do it. Are we peaking? Oh. <laughs> um, I convinced you not to do it? Yeah, you don't remember that? No. So why did you know I'm going to get... I know you, the, the subject of heated driveways. You like heated driveways. So I didn't know I. The story you. is yes, I, you know, oftentimes will talk to you about these types of things that I'm thinking of doing in my life, right? Yeah. That's what friends do. You talk, oh, I'm thinking about buying a new car. Oh, what kind of car? And you chat about it. 
Right. Well, when we bought these homes, and you guys listening, you KT followers, you what do you call them? KT kittens? Cool KT cats and kittens out there. He needs to be mic'd up. Yeah, he does. Um, He's actually got a great voice for the podcast when we haven't used it. Like when they did episode 200 there. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Anyways, you cool KT cats and kittens. Permanent intro, outro. Uh, 12, 12 years ago, we put our names on the title of these homes and they hadn't been built yet. Pre-construction. They started building the homes and you don't get your driveway paved until all the grading's been completed. And so you often will get the keys to the house and move in and get closing and you don't have a driveway yet. Right. It's just rubble. Um, and my dad, who was an electrical contractor. I remember the conversations about it. I don't remember came over deterring you from and I said, Hey dad, how much would it cost to dig this up? Let's, so would that have been electric? It, that's what I was looking at. Okay. And that's one of the reasons you deterred me. Right, because of the cost. Or the cost. The hydro. Yeah. And the cost to put it in and all of that. I figured it would have been about ten thousand bucks at that time. Okay. And, you know, my driveway is not small. Um, kind of like, actually, I think the dimensions, like actual square footage of our driveways are probably similar. Would um, it have been the boulevard too, or can you not do no. that? Oh, you can't. No. I I would have tried because sure. the town hadn't laid down the, um, oh, the boulevard, can... yes. Um, I was thinking the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't let you do that. No. But the boulevard, yes. Oh, I was yeah. planning on doing the boulevard because they hadn't laid the sidewalk down yet. Right. So dig a little bit deeper. Nobody would have known even. And then come back up for the boulevard. Right. So basically at the touch of a switch, I would have been able to just melt all the snow away. Right. And you know me, if there's one thing I hate, it's shoveling snow. Right. No, as do most people. So you said... You're going to spend $10,000 just, it's good exercise. Get out there with your shovel. I love shoveling snow. I'll come over and help you. And I have, for the record. Well, it's funny. So actually 10 grand, but that was. 10 grand plus the cost of running it. Right. But my debate was, well, how often are you really going to run it? I don't know. A dozen times a winter for like 24 hours straight. Right. So it cost you like a couple hundred bucks for the whole winter. Right. But that, so as far as valuing it, that's not important. So how much would you pay for your house now if it had that versus not having it? 10 grand. I would probably pay double that. You'd pay 20 grand if the driveway was heated? Yeah. Fucking bastard. (laughs) Honestly, I was actually thinking of a number even higher than that. I'm like, no, it's a bit far-fetched. Funny you should say this though, because, okay, so you know we're, looking to upgrade our home and move. Yeah. If we were staying, because the home is at the age now where we have already replaced some stuff and over the next 10 years, it's going to need replacing. And much like your driveway, ours has... Mine's um, pretty bad. It has divots in it, or what do you call them? Uh, yeah. Divots? Where your yeah. tires sit. Yeah. yeah, where your tires sit and settle settling and 
all of that. And I have it um, coded every couple of years. So it's not in bad shape. But if we were staying, I would do, I would widen it a little with a nice uh, borders of um, some kind of paver stone or whatever, rip it all out. I would, I would do the, well, I might even take the paver stones all the way. I know you were thought about that. I just think the pavement is the better way to go because with the paver stones, you can have lots of shifting and it can look like crap and it's hard, yeah, it's harder it's to maintain right. weeds yeah. and uh, putting the, um, what do you call the uh, sand back? What's that sand that you use? The, the screening? Uh, no, no, the sand. Oh, the polymeric. Uh, polymeric sand, sand to fill yeah. it in. Um, so if we were staying, I would rip it all out and now put in the heated driveway. Yeah. But yeah, 10, 10 grand on my end for sure. Yeah. It's funny because we have a nice property for sale on Queen Street in Milton. And they, so they have um, hydronic heated floors throughout most of the house, including mm-hmm. the garage. And they contemplated doing it in the driveway too. But the problem with doing that with the hydronic system is you have to have it keep on it all he- the you time. You have to keep the, so it's running, <laughs> the, hydro or the water lines heated. Yeah. I mean, you can probably shut a valve off in the summer so you're not unnecessarily heating that. But in the winter, you have to have it on all the time because it can't right. freeze. Right. So that's maybe excessive. But hydro... Yeah, you can turn it on and off at the front of the switch. I'm going to get myself a blowtorch. and I've seen people do that. Yeah. All right, what's next on your list? Uh, well, this is not really an item now. Two car versus one car garage. Irrelevant. Irrelevant conversation. Right. Bathroom in a finished basement. So basic three-piece, nicely, tastefully decorated, but no fancy stuff. So a shower, a toilet, a sink. A light, a fan, fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred? Yeah. You cheap bastard. I'll explain myself. Okay, go. Well, let me ask you a question first. Uh, because this one relates to yours. Because you said finish basements. Yes. Actually, no, we'll finish yours. So it's just a basic basement with a bathroom. And how much do I associate the value of that bathroom? Yeah. Based on what you're saying, I would redo the whole thing. Let's say you didn't want anything. You just wanted a, a finished basement and it to have a bathroom. Okay. So I'm not refinishing. So I'm living with it and I'm happy with it. Yeah. Why'd they shut that light off? I don't know. Um. So I would, okay. So I, I'll retract my previous statement and we'll say 7,500 bucks. Okay. That's reasonable. Yeah. You? About the same. Okay. So my my one for you is a finished basement. Because if there is a finished basement with no bathroom. You're it, tearing everything up. Yeah. So you the need to have is, a bathroom in a basement. If you're finishing your basement. And hopefully they put it in a smart spot. Right. Because otherwise, it's that's what I hate when people spend money on upgrading things. But then they don't do it properly or they do weird renos and well, it's like because they look for a contractor that will do it for cheaper maybe or, or maybe do it they, faster or they do think it they have a design a sense of design but they don't right like me and maybe i don't know i would never <laughs> admit to it um so for me finished basement but just uh just your walls and carpet big square walls and carpet mm, 7500 bucks yeah but the same for me max 10 grand if if anything, I mean, maybe the exterior walls you assign value to, but 
otherwise you might somebody would want maybe want to move and in you and see in that case I'd almost rather have nothing. I'd almost I would rather I would always actually rather have an unfinished basement because nine times out of ten it's not finished nicely. Right. Or you want different lighting, or you want you know, um, have done the window wells now, differently. A basement like what's in your house or my house. Right. Which you don't find very often because we did spend a lot of time, money, and attention to details on finishing those because we knew we we're gonna end up using them a lot. And working from them and having guests and whatever. Um, but what you're saying, just basic framing, drywall, drywalls, carpeted floors, carpeted no floors. subfloor. Yeah. Just, I mean, it adds value. How much would it cost? And so, in a, so your home is 2,000 square feet. If you did I that in your home, $20,000 to frame it, finish it, carpet, I would think carpet, ceiling, lighting, electrical. Am I light? Mm, I think you can get it done for 20 to 25. I would think so. If you kept it very basic. Yeah. So you're saying the resale value on that's half. For me. For you. And that's the whole point of this exercise. For somebody else, it could be double. For those of you listening then, if you think we're out to lunch on one of these or highly disagree with any of these, leave a comment. It tells what your number is. Tell us what your number is. What's your number? You said nothing. What? For that um, basic basement. I said 10 grand. Okay, I missed that. All right. So if it's that basic basement with that basic bathroom, I'll I'll bump that up to 17.5. Right. Okay, next. Which is probably about half of the cost that it costs. So yeah. there, there's your return on your basement investment. Right. Now, if you add a bedroom and well, a kitchen. And, and a theater a, or whatever. And a, and a separate entrance. Then all so, of a sudden your return might go from 50% to 125%. See, a lot of people don't understand with finished basements too. Is that the resale value. You see, oh, it has a finished basement. The resale value on something like that can vary. So dramatically. Okay. Right. That, that's it. Oh, okay, that's it for you. Okay, you got a couple little ones. Um, central vacuum with like that cool. Zero. Uh, automatic nope. dustpan. Zero. Never will use it. You won't? No. I love it. I would never ever buy it. But if it was there, I mean, for you sure. You got to log out this fucking hose from, you, you got to store this hose thing somewhere. You can get a nice hose hanger. Why don't I just have a nice... Dyson that I can take anywhere Dyson, and don't have to... don't get me started. Dyson's a piece of crap. Are you kidding me? This new Dyson that we have... You bought a new it Dyson. It will suck you better than you've ever been sucked before. <laughs> I don't doubt it. But <laughs> mine is terrible. I have one of the cordless whatever Dysons. So you just spent $2,500 on switches and you can't afford a $1,500 vacuum? Um, You know, I find it hard to replace things that even if... They're falling apart. They still work. So ours is duct taped together and it only lasts five minutes. Okay. This new Dyson. Yeah. Is good. And I don't know how long, how many years it's going to last. Well, that's the point. Let's have this discussion in a year. Okay. Well. So for me, central vacuum. It's it's a year old actually now. Okay. Because we had it already going into Christmas last year. Okay. Because we get the And you're still happy with it? Oh, yeah, very much so. All right. Maybe they've improved. In fact, 
because they give you the two different heads that you can install. Right. And when we got our new hardwood floors installed, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be using oh, this you vacuum. Got the soft. You get the soft one. And man, it's like having an electric Swiffer. It's fantastic. That's basically what it is. Yeah, thanks. So we, the, one of the reasons I said, fuck it, and I'm upgrading the handheld Dyson. Yeah. Cordless, whatever. Uh, we get the real Christmas trees. Oh, okay. And you get the needles going everywhere. Right. And it's a pain in the butt. And if you don't have a good vacuum to suck that up. Yeah. Good luck. Right. So for me, I would never buy a central vac system, I don't think. But it does appeal to me. Especially that kick plate thing in the kitchen. If you just grab a broom, kick it, how, sweep it. How much dirt is on your kitchen floor that you need? The kids need? are so crummy. When they eat at the kitchen uh, breakfast bar, there's the floor is covered in crumbs. So you go into your little pantry or into the garage, you grab I, your Dyson, you go zoop, zoop, put it back and you're done. With the central vac, you got to lug out the whole hose. No, listen, plug you it missed it. And... This is the kick plate automatic yeah. sensor. You just need a broom. Oh, you're talking about just the kick plate. Sw- yeah, you just sweep right. it under the table. Right. And it was for me, a thousand, under your thousand bucks. Under the, yeah, or under the rug. No, same shit. Um, but that's the only place in the house that you would have the kick sweep. Yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> And the last one, I mean, I've got a bunch, but I don't want this to go on any longer because we're running out of time here. But the last one for me is what if your neighbor happened to be your best bud? Uh, hang on. You didn't. I said oh, thousand bucks. Is this a trick question? A thousand bucks on the central vac? Yeah. Okay. I'm zero. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing there is I wouldn't ever buy it, but someone I, I have over the years been sold on the idea of having it. Right. So I do see value in it. Got it. Uh, so the question was, what if you... What if the house you were buying yes. was next door to your best friend? And the same identical house a week ago sold around the corner for a million bucks. How much would you pay for this one? Oh, no, let's say there was two identical homes for sale at the same time on the market. You have first choice. How much more would you pay for the one next to your best friend, assuming it's somebody you wanted to be close with, versus the one around the corner? And this is assuming, you know, uh, no weird friendship thing. Like, you don't think, oh, it's going to be too close. It's going to harm our relationship. Like, you're excited about it. Yeah. I I would be pretty, like, I'm neutral when it comes to those things. Like, even when we bought our homes, I really didn't care one way or another if I was next to you or... Right. Uh, Two blocks over because there were options, three options. One, I lived next to um, Brawny Street, two two homes in from Brawny Street. On Rule? On Higginbotham. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be that, I didn't want to be that that close to Busy Street. In Uh, hindsight, it's not a bad location. Yeah. Quieter than our street. The street itself is quieter. The location. And you're across from townhouses. Yeah. Anyways. Um, the other option was actually Steve Chiquetto's uh, sister's oh, yes. lot. So street behind us, quiet street, bigger lot. Yes. You should have done that. I should have. And it was a $10,000 premium. That's it. Wow. And it's a bigger, wider. Now that's probably. Pi- ten. 
10 or 15, I can't remember, but because I had, uh, originally I was going to buy the plan nine in the 30 foot wide lot. So 2,127 square foot detached single car garage. Right. And that was, it's about the same price as your house, a little bit cheaper. Okay. 379 or something at the time. Can you imagine? Uh, and mine was about $50,000 more. The one I ended up going for, 40 or 50000 So that was where more. you spent the money. And I was tapped out at that point. I was still single, started a new job more or less. Um, so yeah, tapped myself out and I said, oh. So to answer the question. So, oh man, if I really wanted to move next to that person, which I can't think of anybody I would need a lot of convincing more than anything. So there, your answer is zero. Zero. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody that I like enough right. that I would have to live next door and, to them. Okay. So for me, I would say it depends on the person too. And this is assuming they're not going anywhere anytime soon. If you're paying a premium, they better fucking stick around. I would say in the $20,000 range. See, I think it would be more appropriate for a family member than a friend. Well, let's say, like, sure. Or imagine my kids, all right? They're twins. Right. So in their 30s, yeah. now they're settling down having families and their wives or their partners get along. Yeah. And now they want children and pets and things like that. And they would love to live next door to each other. Then there, I would put a premium on that. Right. And probably that. Well, let's say it was your, let's say your mother-in-law and your mother-in-law and you get along well. and she Minus a hundred. No. And, she, <laughs> she must, and she's a babysitter. How much then is there value? No. Okay. So the, I need distance. So the whole, Some distance. The whole point, because I know there's. Oh, what would, okay. You answer the mother-in-law one. Um. Does she listen to the podcast? Are there any other, <laughs> hang on, are there any other? She must listen to the podcast. Are there any other options? All well, right. I'm just throwing out the same examples you threw out to me. Uh, no, no. For mother-in-law, I, I would I would live around the corner, but still be that close. Yeah, I think in that case, it would probably be healthy. You need a buffer. Separation. Yeah. But I think there are certain people where I would be excited and, you know, pay a premium for it. And mm-hmm. I can see why people would be that way. Yep. So... Now, to summarize this podcast, I don't know how long it's gone, but it seems like a while. Too long. To summarize this, the the point of this, the point of this whole conversation is just to convey that value is subjective and um, it's completely in the eyes of the buyer. So don't get caught up on list prices and what your neighbor sold for. There's just so many factors that come into it that you're... If you see value at a certain number or don't see value at a certain number, it is what it is. It's all subjective. That's an easy, quick way to end a long podcast. There you go. All right. Thanks for watching episode 204 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Leave your comments below. We want to hear what you have to think about this episode.